Welcome to Get Over It, the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for Exceptional 21st Century Living. We have got a delight today. Raven Keys is joining us, and she's a Reiki master who initiates people into medical Reiki. She's written uh, her second book, which is Medical Reiki, a groundbreaking approach to using energy medicine for challenging treatments. And with COVID out here, folks, you know you need some challenging work to be done because uh, allopathic medicine hasn't figured it out. But um, it's important to incorporate, you know, different things. So we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. But I know you're going to love this show. So all you Reiki masters, pay close attention. Any Reiki students, pay close attention. And if you're listening to this and you know a Reiki person, have them listen because this is truly going to benefit them. Now, the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that is holding you back. But you guys know I always ask that question, are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS is belief system. Now, a bit about me for my new listeners, Intuitive Since Birth. I'm a third-generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting-edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I am the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. My clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist. So whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can help. To find out more about me and the services I offer, go to my website, nesmoniquechapman.com, and I invite you to like me on uh, Facebook and follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, My guest today, uh, Raven Keys, is an international recognized Reiki master who has worked with surgeons and other health professionals for many years. She's the author of the award-winning book, The Healing Power of Reiki, and the founder of Raven Keys Medical Reiki International. Uh, Raven was also named Best Reiki Master in New York City by New York Magazine. She has worked with Dr. Mechman Oz, and she is currently working with cancer surgeon Dr. Sheldon Mark um, Feldman, and he um, is in the Chief Division of Breast Surgery, and he's a breast surgical oncologist, and um, she is teaching her wonderful information all around the world. So you can check her out at her website, and that is ravenkeysmedicalreiki.com. All one word. Again, ravenkeys, K-E-Y-E-S, medicalreiki.com. Welcome, Raven. Thank you for inviting me on, Monique. I'm very excited to spend this time with you. 
I am so excited too. It's always nice to talk to another um, Reiki master, you know, and, and dig in deep. Now, my um, audience is pretty advanced, so they know what Reiki is. So we're not going to even go there. Okay, we're going to step it up a level. Why is medical Reiki different from regular Reiki? Or is it? Actually, it's the same Reiki that we all practice across the globe. It has, you know, there are different lineages that are, um, that have the word Reiki connected to them, but we all know that Reiki is just a generic word that means that in everything. But medical Reiki is um, really more of a protocol. It's not a different Reiki. In the practice, an operating room to be so that the patient is receiving Reiki and the practitioner who is trained to be there um, becomes part of the mm -hmm. surgical team. And um, because there's a protocol, it's all written down. There's so many support papers all behind it. It's uh, becoming more and more prominent for um, these medical Reiki masters to be included in things. So, um, and then medical Reiki is also a training that I offer. So uh, if there, a person can get in touch with me, my with me with my team through my website if they want to have a medical reiki master for their surgery their chemotherapy for and they find themselves in medically that's a, a possibility it's just so easy to do because there's a contact form that you can fill out on the website and then order somebody up we have people all over the world so there's not really um any issues with that so then um if so if you are a Reiki master and you want to take the training to become certified to practice medical Reiki, then same thing, go to the website and fill out the form and um, say you want a, a information about the training and all will be taken care of from there. Doctor and you check the credentials to make sure that anybody that's trying to come into your operating room or work with your patient um, you can also do the same thing, get in, in touch with us through the website and mm -hmm. we can confirm people's credentials. Mm. Okay, great. Now, what is the origin of medical Reiki? Um, well, it started when uh, I never intended to work in medicine at all. It was nothing I ever wanted to do because I really don't like hospitals and I'm squeamish and I don't like the sight of blood. I really, I don't know why. I just feel like I was chosen for this profession because maybe in a way, if I can do it, anybody can do it, you know, with my, my foibles about being in hospital, whatever. And, um, and so the reason that I went in the first place was because I had a client. I loved her so much and she was getting open heart surgery. And she asked me if I would go to surgery with her because it was kind of known. There was an article in the New York Times about Mehmet Oz. Dr. Oz, the heart surgeon, and um, that he was allowing healers to come into his operating room. So she asked me, would I go? And I said, no. And, but then it was, I couldn't imagine myself doing it. But then we were about to have a Reiki session. So we started the Reiki session. And during this session, my spiritual guide, which is the Archangel Gabriel, came and said, you have to say yes to her. A lot needs to happen from this. So tell her at the end of the session that you'll do it and give her your resume, which mm -hmm. to me was hilarious because I had just written it the day before. It was huh. like, like, really? Mm -hmm. Just really? in time. <laughs> so I just followed 
Yes, really, just in time. So that's exactly what happened. And then um, she was going to be, she was interviewing surgeons and Oz was tomorrow. So, you know, after our session. So um, I was teaching meditation all over New York City in a system called Equinox Fitness. I think you have that out there in uh, your, the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, yeah. So um, I had every kind of student, like, and one of my students was an anesthesia doctor. So after class, I said, doctor, you think that, you know, I have a a patient, a client and she's getting open heart surgery with Oz. And, you know, she asked if I would go for, um, do Reiki for her during surgery. Do you think that he goes, no, it's never going to happen. It's not done. And then five minutes later, the phone rang and it was her. And she was like, Dr. Oz said, yes, all he wanted to see was your resume. And I had it right there in my pocketbook. And so the rest is history really in a uh-huh. way because then I went to her surgery then because I was there I was put on a list uh, Dr. Oz asked me to join a research team that he was running uh, for all these different modalities and investigations with all these scientists mm-hmm. and you know research doctors you know so I would be on Tuesday mornings go to um, his office um, for these meetings and it was like nights of the round table this round table with all these people, um, plaques in front of oh, everybody's name, doctor mm-hmm. this, that, da, 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 da. Reiki master. <laughs> what am I you, doing you here? You fit right like, in. <laughs> no, you fit yeah. right in. <laughs> it was like, what am I doing? Like, anyway, the, the long and the short of it is a, a lot of stuff happened from that one surgery. Mm-hmm. I, ended up doing like being involved in a double lung transplant after that. And I was on a list of um, practitioners at the hospital. One thing led to another all the way up until 9-11, 9-11, New York. And I guess for the whole world, but I was in New York and this, this is my home. Everything. It's like a break happened in reality for mm-hmm. all things and all people everywhere in the city. It was what, and so anyway, my, ho- my hospital thing, came to a screeching halt. For one thing, I couldn't get up there. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh-huh. too uh-huh. far. No, you can't go. And um, I ended up doing volunteer work for eight and a half months after 9-11 with all the different people, the firefighters, the police, the FBI, the morgue people, mortuary people. Just, it was infinite. And so, and then I ended up going back into the hospital. And this is where medical Reiki really started was with um, me connecting with Dr. Um, Sheldon Mark Feldman, who's the breast surgeon that I work with now and um, for years now. And because he was so taken with uh, what he witnessed in his patients, he continued to um, have me come to surgeries, send his patients to me, um, right from his office, sometimes they just got told they had breast cancer. You know, mm-hmm. it just makes such a huge difference to really care for somebody who's so upset and terrified and all the rest of the things. It's like mm-hmm. Reiki is amazing. It just calms everything down, brings hope out of a person, changes their um, vibration totally and completely from one of extreme stress and the fight or flight hormones running through the system to the rest Mm -hmm. and restore, you know, the Mm -hmm. parasympathetic nervous system 
it's like the one of the best things and well it is one of the best things yes it is about the um reiki is that it um, automatically activates the parasympathetic nervous system so the body can heal mm-hmm. and it's amazing the uh the, the energy how it flows and it goes where it needs to be it's absolutely amazing now in your book medical reiki you say that disease is an opportunity tell us more about that Um, it is an opportunity because um, what I've, this is my, uh, what I've observed. I, I, you know, there's so much, like, because I'm working in medicine, I'm always like really conscious of the fact that a lot of things that I know are never going to be able to be proven, proven by science. And Dr. Feldman says that too, in the forward to my book, that there are some things that you can never prove. But what I've observed and what I've seen is that like people can get ill because they came to the earth to do something and life got in the way. You know, it's like you, you have to grow up and then you go to school and you get a job and this and that and you get married or you don't get married or you, what all these things start taking over. And meanwhile, there was a destiny that you came here to fulfill. But well, you got so off the track of what you came here to do that sometimes the only way for a person to get back on track again is to stop mm-hmm. everything because of this ease. And, and it is dis hyphen ease. Everything is, uh, is the opposite of being in an easeful situation. And that's one of the things that I've seen time after time. And um, also when you're at the door of really serious illness and you don't know like what is going to really happen in the big picture. Everything becomes very clear to you. Like you realize what's important to you really, even mm-hmm. if you don't have this big destiny imprint in you that you can connect to. I really feel that everybody on earth right now does have some form of destiny mm-hmm. that they're carrying within them. Um, and, but whether, you know, the, the illness makes that prominent in their lives at the end of the illness or not, they still in the midst of it, find what matters and, and what matters is their light and their life and the, and love, who do they love? Who, who loves them? You know, it's like a, a real moment or moments of rectification or something of the, the, the path you've been on. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you said that so eloquently. Um, you have uh, in your book, you also say that the late Dr. Mitchell Gaynor said that 90% of cancers occur in folks with healthy genes. Now, is this because of what we're eating? Is it because of lifestyle? Why is it that if we're not necessarily genetically disposed for cancer, we can still, you know, attract it to us? Yes, there are many different reasons that he mentioned. I was very blessed to be invited to his book signing for the Gene Therapy Plan book. And it was really, really an educational moment for me to hear all the different reasons why a person could get ill. You know, pesticides, the what we're eating, the way we eat. Um, yeah. And so his, his uh, book is really, there are a lot of recipes in there and uh, presenting health as medicine, you know, and ha- taking a different, 
a different look at things are or making it so that you don't get sick in the first place. That's what the whole book is about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and so he says, like, even if you have the, the BRCA gene or whatever, you can override it with um, taking these steps in your daily life, you know, to uh-huh. change what you eat and eat organic or whatever you can do. And, um, but then in the big picture, um, it's really known scientifically that stress is the number one cause of disease. Mm-hmm. And we have so much stress, so much stress that it's unbelievable. I mean, 24 hour news, we've been in the middle of a pandemic. All of us have, have suffered different various degrees of sorrow and anxiety and everything else for a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and before that, it's like, Look at all the stress there is in the world. The planet's like just disintegrating. The everything's on fire. You know, it's like uh-huh. way, way, way a lot of stuff to handle, and so that causes all those fight or flight um, uh, hormones to be racing around the body, and they break down the healing systems, and and disease can just step in, and uh-huh. so really funny because, you know, Mikhail Yusui taught that, well, this is something I received in my training and from my, my metal, my, my Reiki master teacher was that, um, did disease comes into the spiritual body first Mm -hmm. and then it works its way down physical. Oh yeah. Like if Mm -hmm. you're stressed out of your mind, that is a spiritual assault on you. It is. Mm-hmm. And then the concept that, listen, like we're at a time right now where um, we have to really shift as a human, as the human race. And I feel like a lot of the work that we are doing as practitioners and patients are doing as patients is we're clearing up all the epigenetic change that we carry from our ancestors, because our ancestors have been you know, beaten, uh, put in prison, they've been, you know, burned at stakes. They've been somewhere in our, our ancestry, this, these things have occurred and it's been proven scientifically that trauma from ancestors registers in the actual DNA of cells. It's called epigenetic change. And there are Mm -hmm. many, many, many studies done on this. So wait a minute. So, Hey, guess what? What if you um, can change the, um, the, the DNA um, in your own cells because Reiki is there for you? Because what does it do? It restores everything back to its perfection, right? The universe is energy perfection. So if we can restore the perfection that's in the cells and it's, it's kind of like you heal yourself then the healing goes back in time. That's a spiritual thing, but we know this as Reiki masters. Mm-hmm. Yes, we know oh. this as Reiki masters. Yes, yes, we do. It goes backwards. It goes back in time. Mm-hmm. And then we can actually, so, you know, go I back. I know, and... it's just like... Go ahead. It's just us healing ourselves. And the more that I feel, the more that we do Reiki as practitioners, the more information we start to get. 
because um, Reiki is, it's the universe. So it's not, a, it's expanding and new, and new things come to me just continuously these days. I'm sure it's the same for you, Monique, when you're doing all this Reiki and everything with people. I, I mean, new in oh, yeah. information comes. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, you just have to be open and receive, you know, receive is the um, operative word here. Now, um, in your book, you also talk about um, having a spirit helper assist with the healing. So define for us what you consider a spirit healer and how they assist with the healing, the Reiki healing during the surgery or whatever the person's going through. Okay. The thing is, um, <laughs> this Every, in my training, when people come and take the medical rapey training, the very first thing that they do is they meet a, I call it angel, but it could be, it's some spiritual being that is going to be the assistant of this um, new medical Reiki master. Because the fact of the matter is my whole training for the most part is in the operating room. Uh -huh. There are so many things that can happen. An operating room that is so far away from what we would imagine is, you know, like in our office and how we practice and everything and what we love. It's so extreme and it can be shocking and nobody is there to take care of you as a practitioner. All mm -hmm. this is coming to you right now. And you, and you need some, you need a spiritual assistant because you might need information. I can't even tell you how many times I've been helped by the Archangel Gabriel during a surgery because something was going on. I didn't know what to do. I asked, what do I do? Like in the situation and the answer always comes. So um, there's no doctor. The surgeons, everybody in an operating room is so full on busy doing what they do. Mm -hmm. They don't, there's no time to even take care of the patient. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, in the big way, like mm -hmm. they, everything they're doing is for the they're doing brilliant things for the patient, but there's nobody to take care of the patient at the same time. So what are we doing as um, certified medical Reiki masters, which by the way, the credential is something that the medical professionals can believe in. Mm -hmm. um, we, we're like taking care of a person's life. And sometimes that gets a bit, you know, you, you, you just need to have a spiritual assistant to help you get through some of this. That's just a fact. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, integrative medicine and its role in healing. Now, allopathic medicine is a business. It's just straight up, you know, in my opinion, anyway, um, you know, it's, it's dollars. You walk in, they're looking at you as a dollar sign, not necessarily as somebody that they're looking to heal. The more that they can get out of you, the better. So what is integrative uh, medicine's role in healing and how can we get off of that allopathic, you know, dollar sign type of environment? Um, well, I think that's going to take a while for um, medicines to stop being an industry. But uh -huh. where is that going to come from? Where is the shift going to come from? It's going to come from, I believe, the doctors that are practicing medicine. We can't do without them. They know how to do things. You know, we cannot fix we can't get rid of it. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to like make any statements across the board, but we need them. Integrative medicine uh -huh. means that 
um, we the different modalities are incorporated into the uh, into the treatment plan of a patient, of uh, doctor's patient. So you know, massage, diet, this, that, psychotherapy, Reiki, and Reiki is big because it can like release things, balance things, integrate things, make everything work. Uh, it's like kind of like a a overall wondrous thing to add. So mm -hmm. um, the, the, the angels want that to happen. Okay, so um, I also know from conversation with doctors that I know that the new medical students, I know professors who teach in medical schools, and uh -huh. I'm hearing that the, um, yeah, I'm hearing that the students that are coming now are really open to other ways, not just what they're being taught, you know, in medical uh -huh. school and the traditional training that they've always received. They really want to know how to take care of themselves and their patients but they're also beginning to turn to taking care of themselves. One of my doctor friends has um, created an entire system whereby medical professionals can start taking care of themselves so that they don't get burnout and um, secondary trauma. But, uh -huh. you know, Reiki, Reiki can do the same thing. Like, in my opinion, all these medical people should be getting Reiki at least 20 minutes a week. You know, uh -huh. like it uh -huh. would make a world of difference, even if we just get 20 minutes a week. Yeah. So well, we need to like really, really, I want to expand what I'm doing, like from training people and um, that's got to continue. There are so many people that are ill all over the world and we, it's almost like we can't get enough medical Reiki masters, uh -huh. ready to go, you know, because it's a crisis. Uh-huh. Yes, well, you know, it's like a crisis situation. And so, you know, go ahead. Uh, well, you mentioned um, the certifications and, the, you know, the um, medical uh, Reiki master in the operating room. How does all of that go along with um, HIPAA compliancy? Um, I'm sorry, I didn't understand the okay. question. Um, okay, you mentioned that, Again. you know, you're certifying people to be um, a medical uh, Reiki master or a Reiki person, how does that comply with HIPAA certification? Because HIPAA, there's certain rules and regs in the medical community that you have to abide by. So is there training when you're going through the certification uh, process for HIPAA? It's or not is it... The HIPAA is uh -huh. a separate thing, if I may say. You know, it's, okay. um, it's not that hard to get um, certified for HIPAA. But in the big picture, we don't really even need to worry about that so much because okay. we're not electronically sharing any information with anybody about any patient or, or any client, rather. And uh -huh. in, in a lot of ways, the, um, the integrity under which we operate concerning permissions and all that, it actually even exceeds what HIPAA would um, ask of us. But but in the because it's sacred, like it's not about privacy and legal things. For mm -hmm. us to know somebody's life and what's, what's going on with them, it's sacred information that must be kept secret 
and and um it's kind of like working with the energy of of what this person is and what 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 you're going through with them it cannot be shared with anybody okay okay now you're working with someone um who's been to you know regular doctors and they feel that they're just not being heard they're talking they think they are clear, but somehow the doctor e- is either not hearing them or choosing not to hear them. How can one make themselves heard so that we can get the appropriate, I'm going to say integrative, you know, treatment that we need from whomever we need it from? Well, that's a good, that's really um, an issue, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. what are you supposed to do if nobody's listening to you? and you feel unheard. And like now you're facing a really big situation in your life, um, but you, you just feel like the doctor doesn't understand you, doesn't get your, your concerns. First of all, they don't have enough time to really um, listen to people for the most part. It's like the um, beat the clock. They have so many um, patients they have to see in a day. Then they have so, all these surgeries lined up if they're surgeons on specific days. So there's that. Then there's the fact that, you know, if you're like a cancer doctor, all you do is tell people they have cancer mm-hmm. and then they break down. They're crying in your office, whatever it is, how much can you take? It's like after a while, just to um, protect yourself as things stand now, you can't take it in anymore. It's like, there's no more room for anything. And yet the, there um, they're human beings before they're doctors. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. tricky. It's like a real weird place for uh, medical people to be. If they're really compassionate doctors, they have to be so careful. So maybe they're not listening because they can't afford to listen because maybe they're just at the limit of what they can take today. I mean, that's, it's a really big deal. It's why people, all doctors should be getting raped so they can release some of this stuff that Mm -hmm. they're carrying around. But anyway, um, so one thing that you can do if you have the um, time, you can go to a different doctor. And after a while, if if like hospitals, um, how do they make the most money in surgery? that all those doctors who are surgeons, they're, they're making the hospital the most amount of money with these surgeries. So if people start making it known, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not going to go to your hospital and I'm not going to use you. I'm going to a different hospital with a different surgeon or doctor who will allow me to have what I want. Mm-hmm. It's a whole other thing. And besides, it's going to start affecting the bottom line. And another thing is like right now, Nobody like um, insurance is not paying for this. So, you know, people figure out ways to pay a medical Reiki master. If if they don't have the funds themselves, people figure it out if that's what they really want. But why are they carrying? Caring. We all have our own liability insurance. We follow all the rules. We have a protocol. We know what to do. It's and and they don't have to pay for us. You know, Uh it's like, what's the issue? Right. Right. Yeah. Okay, now when we go to your website, uh, ravenkeysmedicalreiki.com, what are we going to find there? Uh, there's explanations of everything, um, you know, what medical reiki is, is for a patient, what they might be looking for. 
There are videos there. There are um, testimonials there. There are um, the list of upcoming trainings, including regular Reiki one, Reiki two, Reiki master, Reiki master teacher. Um, we have all kinds of things going on. So it's really like an informational thing. And people love the videos. They're really cool videos. And some of them are like um, radio shows and just the people can educate themselves about mm -hmm. what's what mm -hmm. in this whole realm. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Um, our time, Raven, is up. I am like so glad that you were here with us today. Why don't you give us one pearl of wisdom regarding uh, medical Reiki before you go? Hmm. You are the most important person that you will ever know. And medical Reiki brought to you when you're in a health crisis reminds your entire system of that very very fact. It reminds you of your own divinity. You are a divine being and you are a blessing to this world. And medical Reiki helps you to remember that and enables you to carry on as a divine being as you regain your health. Wonderful, beautifully said. Raven, thank you for being the guest today. I truly appreciate it. And to the audience, thank you for joining us. I am truly honored and I appreciate your time and attention. And remember, the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important. Consider making the masterful choice of medical Reiki. Upon the blessings, light, and love to all. Agape.